This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I'm thrilled to welcome back Justin Holcomb. Justin is a minister and seminary professor of theology and apologetics. Justin has authored, co-authored, or edited more than 20 books on all sorts of topics, but he and his wife, Lindsay, have co-authored an award-winning children's book called God Made All of Me. If you don't know about this book, I hope you'll check it out. It's great for teaching children about the bodies that God has made. Let me also mention his more recent book, God Made Me in His Image, also for children. I highly recommend it. Justin and Lindsay have two daughters, ages 10 and 12, and I'm just thrilled to have you back. Welcome. Well, it's good to be back. The, the first conversation is so much fun. I'm anticipating some more joy and diving into God's Word together. So this is actually kind of a bonus special edition of In the Word on the Go, because I've never said, let's do a second episode with the same person on the same verse, but I'd like to do that. And so we're going to go back to 1 John 1, 9 again. And instead of my asking you what the verse is and having you read it, I'm going to start off by reading it. And I'm going to start off by asking you a question that I'd like you to talk us through. So this is the first letter from the Apostle John, chapter 1, verse 9. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. It says, if we confess our sins, he, that is God, is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in my mind, Justin, I can just imagine someone thinking, wait a minute, when I became a Christian, God forgave me all my sins. I confess my sins. I put my faith in Jesus Christ and I'm forgiven fully. All my sins, past, present, and future are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ when he died for me. And then we've got a verse that says, if I confess my sin, then he forgives me. So is there two different kinds of forgiveness? Do they function differently? Were there some sins that aren't forgiven? What if I don't confess a sin? Is it forgiven or not forgiven? How, how do I put these things together? All right, those are my questions. Justin, on your mark, get set, go. The, well, the reason you're asking those questions is because uh, these are questions we had when we read it. These are, these are very common questions too. So right. uh, this is, if, if you go to a church and, and, uh, and the, the sermon was on first John one, nine during coffee hour or whatever, mm. this is where, these are the questions people are asking. If it wasn't addressed in the sermon, these are right. very important. How does this apply on the ground in real life with how I feel about being God? So mm. let's, let's dive in. There's a few things on this. The first thing is that first John one, nine is dealing with two different problems for understanding sin. So first, mm. so John uh, in verse six, so first John one, six there's two different inappropriate understandings of sin. One group, it says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and don't live by the truth. So these are people who think that since God's so gracious, they can just, God forgave me and I'm going to do whatever I want because he forgave me. I'm good. And so there's, there's no uh, desire to walk in holiness or obedience because uh, basically it's the kind of person who says, well, God's a great uh, forgiver. I'm a great sinner. This is a great relationship. I'm just going to keep on <laughs> sinning. God gave me forgiveness. I now have this permission to sin and do whatever I want because yep. apparently he's going to forgive me. That's that's called being presumptuous on God's grace. Yep. Another group is verses eight and verses 10. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. If we claim we have not sinned, 
then we make him out to be a liar. So you have two extremes of people who are talking about sin. Mm-hmm. That's important just to frame First John 1, 9. Mm-hmm. That helps us understand, leading to, okay, what about this confession? There's two different parts of our relationship with God. Uh, when we have faith in Christ, the Bible word for it is we're justified. We're made right with God. That's salvation. That is how we are, de- we are, our sins are forgiven and we are declared righteous. Mm-hmm. The other word for that goes along with that is sanctification, which is right. uh, we die to sin and we are made alive to holiness and obedience and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And so those go together. If, if we're justified, we're going to be on the process of sanctification. And so justification or salvation is a one-time event, mm-hmm. faith in Christ. And then sanctification is the relationship that comes from that. Other other phrases that people would use for that would be, we're united to Christ in saving faith, but we also have a communion or relationship that comes out of that union. So union and communion. So think about it like this. If Let's, let's get to how relationships work. I am married to my wife, so we're married. And if I sin or I'm not nice or I don't talk kindly, and which for all sins, <laughs> uh, I don't stop being married to her, but there's a problem in our relationship that needs, there's, there's a barrier, there's a fracture that needs to be addressed. Now, we're still married, she still loves me, but if I'm disrespectful or rude, then it makes the relating, it's a barrier in our relating. So sin, if we trust in Christ, sin doesn't make that relationship go away but it does become a barrier for our communion with God and our sanctification and our obedience. And so God is just saying um, not so much, this is a promise for those who have not placed their faith in Christ. If, if, if people aren't sure, you know, if we, if we believe in our heart, confess with the mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. This is a promise. If you are not a Christian, this is a promise for you to be a Christian but it's not just to be a Christian, it's for the entire relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the vows I said to my wife when we got married are still the vows of our relationship throughout our marriage. Uh, the words, those, those didn't just get me married. That's the entire relationship. So um, the other image that I think is useful is adoption, that mm-hmm. we were adopted into the family of God. We weren't naturally children of God, but he made us his children by adopting us because of Jesus. And that's that, that highlights the relationship. And going back to the language of communion, that when we sin, we're, we're not, that's not how we talk in this family. That's not how we do that in our family. That's something I say as a parent all the time, like, hey, um, other families might talk like that. Other families might behave like that. They, they might be snippy like that. Um, but that's not how Holcomb's talk. That's not how Holcomb's think. That's not how Holcomb's uh, act. And so let, let's be who we are. And so I think this is God's way of saying, uh, we, don't, we don't mess around with sin. That's not what we do as children of God. Uh, so when you do mess around with sin, because you mess around with sin, I took care of the big issue with sin of the complete violation of that relationship and us being separated forever. Uh, let's not dabble with that. That's dangerous. And so when you do, the good news is, is it doesn't ruin the relationship. You're not kicked out of the family. You're not unadopted. You're called back to keep on confessing. So there's a theologian named Martin Luther. And he said, the Christian, this is this one, a famous line. The Christian life is one of repentance and repentance isn't groveling. It's, it's actually, um, there's joy in that because we know the answer already. Like, you know, when my, my kids ask me to forgive them or I ask them to forgive me, cause it goes both ways. I mean, sure. a parent child is not just the kids being disobedient. If, if I yell at them in, in sinful, not like, you know, be careful, there's a car coming yell, but I mean, like, 
why do you keep on doing that? Where it's just, that's not fruitful. It's not loving. It's not peaceful. Mm -hmm. So we, we confess sins back and forth. I always look at my, my daughters and say, you know, will you forgive me? Absolutely. I will. Well, they're motivated. So when my daughter was four, um, I tried to help her tie her shoes and she wanted to do it herself. And so I went to go help her. She slapped me in the head just to get me away. (laughs) And, and right before this, right before this, my daughter was singing me a song about, you know, you and me, you and me, you're my buddy, daddy. So she just bestowed to me buddy status. We're buddies. Mm-hmm. And then 30 seconds later, she slaps me in the head. And uh, my wife said, oh, honey, you just hit your buddy. You don't, we don't hit. And the look of shame on her face, she looked away just mm-hmm. like, just like I imagine Adam and Eve would have done just the shame and horror. And I said, it's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. I, well, my wife said, will you apologize? And she just kept on looking away out of shame. And instead of waiting for her to apologize, I just said, I forgive you. And then the next day I'm getting her out of the car and I pick her up and she slaps me in the head again. And she looks at me and she says, will you forgive me, daddy? I was like, I'm rubbing my head. I was like, absolutely. I'll forgive you. Well, what was happening there was she wasn't trying to sin to get away with it. She, she was so thrilled that a violation actually meant a reinforcing of our buddy status that I was her dad and I was going to forgive her. And uh, of course we don't sin. So grace will abound. That's, you know, Romans from the apostle Paul, but that's not the problem I was dealing with with her. She just the look on her face of joy of saying, will you forgive me daddy? Cause she wanted to have the relationship reinstated. She wanted to hear it again. And so that's what this verse is getting to. Our confession isn't groveling. It's not because we lost her salvation. It's because it's an invitation to reinstate the glory of our salvation. And it, maybe it's a way of unpacking, restore to me the joy of the salvation, your salvation. Like it's, it's a way of reenacting and hearing again, the wonder that even though we were sinned massively and we continue to sin and the cost of sin was the precious blood of the lamb that he's happy to forgive us, mm-hmm. that, that we need to have that reinstated. We need to know that he forgives us and he cleanses us and he always will. And it's based on his faithfulness in his character, not based all on our obedience or our character. Oh, thank God for that. Well, I'm so glad we went further in 1 John 1, 9. It's clarifying, it's helpful, and it is encouraging. And it's encouraging to take our sins to the Lord because we know he's eager to bring us close again. So let's draw near to him in prayer right now. Justin, would you just pray this verse for us as we close? Happily. Father, we thank you that you have promised to act like a good Father to us, and that you long to hear and relate to us. And so we thank you that you want to hear the truth of our thoughts and our words and our actions, even especially when they are sinful, and that you want to cleanse us of that and forgive us of that. We thank you that we know the answer to our confession is always, yes, I will happily forgive you. I will joyfully forgive you. So we thank you for the security of knowing before we even confess our sins that you are eager and just to forgive us. We thank you for your goodness and kindness and patience toward us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.